0: That music can only mean one thing. We are here for our Patreon Extra episode. My name is Jason Robbins, and Jacob is not here. I don't know where he is. He could be dead in a ditch. He could be having a a diabetic coma. We have no idea he's not answering his texts, and I'm getting a little worried, but not so worried that I'm not going to go ahead and barge forth on the show without him, because we are here once again with Mr. Guter. How are you doing, hey. Mr. Gutierrez? Good, man. How about you? So we were talking a little bit before uh, before we started here, and we were kind of going down, down a little bit of memory lane of some of the stuff we're doing. And what I did was something interesting. I went to archive.org, and I found fallaswell.com. Archived on, uh, on the old archive.org site. Uh, a lot of stuff is missing here It can't find doesn't have any photos or anything like that but one thing i did find was our tour schedule for 2005 and there's some pretty interesting interesting things on here and some stuff that i have no absolutely no memory of like i don't remember <laughs> playing the cajun dome the what the cajun dome we played the cajun dome in lafayette uh June 5th, 2005, for KFTE Planet Radio 96.5. Go back on the bayou. (laughs) I don't remember playing the Cajun Dome. I have no memory of this.
1: Yeah, see, we should probably preface this with 2005. I was only there for January and February.
0: Yeah, you were gone by then. Yeah, um, so a lot of this stuff will I does I do not remember it as well. So I, I think see from my memory because I I tell this story on stage sometimes that I thought this was the first night because I think what happened was I'm conflating this with our first night out and we had already been on the road for uh, let's see for almost a month at this point three weeks and we had gotten a brand new church van. And, uh, oh, I think I know why I think this was the, uh, the first. Yeah. Okay. I remember what happened now. I'm looking at all the venues, um, uh, from Feb all of February, 2005. And that's okay. when we had the green machine, the green van. And we should tell that story. <laughs>
1: now, is that where we met up at imprint records and then started the tour?
0: Yes, we started the tour on uh Feb- Well, it's the start of the tour here is February fifteenth, two thousand five. Now we played a lot of shows before that, but this is the I don't know why it starts on the fifteenth because I know we had plenty of shows at the beginning of the year too. Oh yeah, um, but it I th- starts. Yeah, I,
1: I think this is when the this is when they settled on the date that they were going to start the hotel bargain shopping.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because the first date here is in Houston, Texas at the Engine Room with the Exes. Wow. And so we went through this whole stint up until the 26th, which is uh where we came home for a Well, this is weird. We we were supposed spo- oh, okay, we were supposed to play the Orpheum in Tampa and we scrapped that show cuz we wanted to come home. And we were home and we played uh, the Palace Casino, the Z Club, on now, the 26th. Wait, I rem-
1: now, I remember, well, let me rephrase that. I vaguely remember the Palace Casino. I was still working with you guys at that point because that was, quote-unquote, the homecoming show.
0: Yeah, that's what it says. Welcome home send-off party. Because we had already been out on the road. And then we, and then we, we came were, home. We swung back through home for like a week. And yeah. then went back out on the 5th of March to, right. Dos, to the venue called Dos Amigos in Odessa, Texas. Um, and that's the night. And this is the story that I tell because we had just gotten a brand new white, like 15 person church van. And we had a brand new church van. Um, and we had, uh, it wasn't new. But it, it was a trailer that matched the white van where well, we went out on the road with. And then we were on the way to this show, and it was about 3 o'clock in the morning when I'm in the passenger seat, Steve's driving, everybody's asleep in the back, and we're in the middle of Texas, in the middle of nowhere, so there's no street lights. Like, none. It is pitch black darkness. We are on the highway. Nobody else is out. We don't pass another car for, like, hours. Um, This is like far out in the middle of Texas, (laughs) like as Texas as you can get. And so about three or four in the morning, I get woken up in the passenger seat. The van's going crazy. And Steve's like, whoa, shit, what's going on? The wheel had sheared off of the axle on the trailer, and I watched it bounce (laughs) <laughs> right next to us in in the van. And I look over at Steve and we're both just like we do that movie thing where we look, we see it, we look at each other, we look at it, and then we look forward and both go ah! <laughs> we scream. <laughs> Everybody else wakes up in the back, like, what the hell's happening? Like the like the van's just going crazy, like it's getting drug all over the place. <clears throat> and so we finally get to a stop and then the the tire bounces and it hits there's a turn off and the the t- tire hits this like corner like where the the there's a little bit of um concrete like a barrier it hit yeah. the barrier and bounced like 30 feet up in the air as we're coming to a stop and the wheel came down like 3 feet in front of the van almost hitting <laughs> the the windshield and we're like what the fuck just happened and so we can't do anything and of course um we don't uh, the only person that's with us is robinero our uh sound engineer and road manager we can't do anything like we don't have they didn't sign us up for triple a so we call brasso he's literally trying to sign us up for for triple a at like three o'clock in the morning (laughs) there's nothing around for like dozens maybe hundreds of miles and so uh, we're like i guess we just go to sleep nothing else to do but wait and so i go to sleep on the floor of the uh the 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 van and i wake up in the morning like seven in the morning and there's just this horrific smell i mean it smells like like burning rubber and like Like, like, have you ever smelled like a paper mill? (laughs) Yes. It's like that, but (laughs) like burning rubber. And I, and I look up and I see Jared's feet right above my face. I'm like, dude, your feet fucking stink. And he's like, he wakes up. He's like, Oh, it's not me. I'm like, what does that smell? And we get up and we can finally see where we are. We're in front of an asphalt factory. Like oh, it's the shit. only thing around for miles. And this fucker <laughs> kicks up at seven in the morning. And we're just like, it's like rotten eggs and burnt rubber. And like, it's just the most horrendous smell. And we're like, oh my God, I'm about to vomit. I got to get out of here. But you get out of the van and it's even worse because it's just yeah. like permeating <laughs> the air. We sat there until noon before Brasso finally got us a, a tow truck out there. Holy—yeah,
1: to... sh- this—oh, um, yeah, that was definitely post-me, but <laughs> god damn. So
0: what happened was they sent a tow truck, and they picked up the trailer on the back of the tow truck. They took it to the—I the. the I guess they were going to they were gonna take it and get the, the axle fixed at this place. But luckily, they had another uh, trailer we could rent for the day— so we rented another trailer, took all the the equipment out, put it in the other trailer. And by the time we get to all that, we, we got to the venue just in time to start setting up and sound check. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. Like that was like great first night of the tour, huh, fellas? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, yeah, that
1: unfortunately I was not a part, I was not a part of that one. But one breakdown
0: that I was a part of, <laughs> <laughs> we had a few. This was definitely, um, I think, before that. Yeah, I remember, yeah, you were on tour with us for quite a while. I think you left right after Missouri. Because that was when everyone got sick, was in St. Louis. And we played so, so Mississippi St. It, it yeah, it was after St. Louis because la- on the last episode we talked about
1: seeing the Arch coming yeah. over... In the morning. So that it was, was after that. February we 19th, somewhere, that was February nineteen. We in like the, like the smoky mountain range, because I remember being close to Atlanta because Jenny came to the
0: show. Yeah, we we went to Chattanooga the next night. We were at Rhythm and Blues in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and that's when you left was when we were in Chattanooga. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know. But, we no, were, but was, you were with us at Hilton Head too. Because we um, had that long drive back. Well,
1: was it Hilton Head or Myrtle Beach? Because I know we went, because the one time that I went with, with you, it was that festival
0: that was in South Carolina. I think, wasn't that? No, that wasn't. No, that, that was. Because, yeah, it was a festival. This says we were playing a place called Monkey Business with the Xy, So this must have been a different time. This must have been after that because See, I that's the info I, I, we don't have is pre-February 15th, 2005. <laughs> we don't have any yeah, be, information before that.
1: Because what's weird is with the Welcome Home send-off show being March 5th, 2005, I was already in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, because so you're, you're,
1: I because I remember I spent my birthday in Atlanta and that was the same day that that guy went ballistic and started shooting those started yeah. and he 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 shot those people in that yeah. in that neighborhood.
0: Yeah, cuz I I'm pretty sure you left when we got to Chattanooga. That the the girl you were with at the time met us in Chattanooga and that's when you left. And that was uh February 20th, 2005.
1: Unless the well, unless I just unless me and Jenny planned a trip back. I think
0: you did. I think you and then, did plan. And a then trip the back.
1: welcome home show. But then I just worked it like it, like I, you know, like I was still because that was the thing because we had like a couple of times when I would just meet you guys out on the road and then you know I would just work the weekend for you, you know, because there was the one time where I picked up Mikey when I was living in Atlanta, and then you know like I met you guys somewhere and then. Because that was when Glenn was with you, so you had me Mm -hmm. and Glenn. And then I just you know worked a couple of shows and then just took Mikey back with me.
0: Yeah, because didn't you go to uh, the Corona Club with us in uh, Acuna, Mexico?
1: No, I did not.
0: Okay. Uh, Because we did that. Then we did South Padre Island, um, and that's where I almost broke my ankle. Uh, (laughs) Then we played Court. And this was the spring break stint where we did the MTV spring break thing where we played... Uh, To start it off, we played in uh, Acuna, Mexico at the Corona Club, then uh, South Padre Island. And
1: and I'm sorry to cut you off, but to get too far involved, you know, (laughs) listeners, I had to have been feeling like absolute shit. If I passed up (laughs) spring fucking break in South Padre Island in a fucking donkey show in Mexico.
0: (laughs) We didn't see a donkey show, but there was a guy jerking off in his car. We did see that. (laughs) No, wait. I I think... didn't Mikey – I'm going to have to ask Mikey if, if he and Steve went to go see a donkey show. <laughs> I think they did. I don't think I'm, you have I, to I ask, I'm not dude. 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure they did. Or they, they wanted to. I don't remember. Two, um, two former Marines in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> then we played Corpus Christi, Texas, and then we ended it with Club La Vila in Panama City.
1: Now, that must have been the second time you guys played La Vila. Yeah, cause
0: we because we played there twice, I think. Because one of the, the times we time played there... The first time was Halloween. The first
1: time was Halloween because somehow I got talked into wearing a muumuu and putting my hair in a mohawk. <laughs> and then finally at the last second, I said, fuck it, and just wore regular clothes and just undid my hair.
0: So you were Were you there for the Club La Vila thing where um, I fell asleep in the van after the show... And I wake up and we're on a, on the way back to the hotel, and Lenny's not with us. I'm like, Where's Lenny? They're like, Oh, that motherfucker's still at the club. I'm like, We just left him. <laughs> like, you <laughs> know, he doesn't know. And he came in my room at like six in the morning and was like, um, I didn't know how to get back, man. <laughs> I had to ask, I think I had, I, by powers of deduction, he made his way back to the hotel. But he came into the hotel. At like six in the morning, banging on my door because of course I had the sleeping room, and he comes <laughs> banging on my door and I wake up and I'm opening it like he and I, he doesn't even say anything. He just busts in the room, and he jumps in the bed. And he's like, "I didn't do it. Don't don't. I if anybody says anything, I didn't do anything. I did nothing." And he like <laughs> rolls over and starts to go to sleep. I'm like, "What the hell just happened?" And I don't even worry about it. He tells me it's fucked up that you know we all left him at the club. I'm like, "I didn't do nothing. I was asleep." And so we wake up a little while later, to Glenn coming in the room, busting into my room, and going, "Get up right now! We have to leave." I'm like, "What's happening?" He's like, "Don't, don't question. It. Just pack your shit and get the fucking van. We got to go right now." I'm like, "Uh, all right." So I get up, I pack all my shit, get to the van as fast as I can. Well, What happened was, see, what had happened was, <laughs> Mikey and Steve had brought some girls back to their hotel room. Oh, my, wait. And is the, the I think girl, I have a note about this. The girl was went to go um, use the bathroom, and Steve was messing with her, and he tried to, like, push her out the way and jump onto the toilet before she could. Yes. split the toilet in half.
1: Yes. That's one of my notes, because I didn't know what I was going to. The note is, where did Steve break the
0: toilet? <laughs> parentheses: <laughs>
1: shoulder tackle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah, the hotel was... room flooded and we had to leave. Yes, immediately. I remember
1: Mikey telling me about that when I when he was coming back with me to Atlanta. I remember him telling me about that. But yes, from what you described, exactly what happened. He was fucking off shoulder-tackled the back bol- the back portion of the toilet, and it <laughs> flooded.
0: <laughs> and luckily, the uh, owner of Club La Vila, who we partied with earlier in that night, loved us and offered to completely pay for the damages in the hotel so that they wouldn't press charges against us.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was after me because, like I said, it was Halloween when we did the first show there. And like, we were so pumped, ready to do it. We were like, fuck yes. Club La Vila, Halloween, Redneck Riviera. There's going to be Poon hanging from the fucking rafters. And I'm sitting here just hyping it up in my head. I'm, and my, my girlfriend at the time is with me and I'm still just hyping the shit up. I'm just like, there's going to be fucking people everywhere. It's going to be awesome. We get there to five fucking people.
0: Yeah. I I don't remember that show all that well. I'll have to rely on your memories for it.
1: The only thing I remember was a half decent looking chick
0: dressed as a fucking football referee. (laughs) Like, that is a complete, like, spring break destination. Why would we play something like that on Halloween?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just figured maybe they had, like, some big party or something, No, but it was a complete—it was a fucking Hiroshima. It was a bomb.
0: Yeah, that was bad.
1: Yeah. But, um, let's
0: see. But I don't remember what show it—I remember the, the Green Van before it died, or when now it died. That, we were, now, that
1: was the one that died at the Florida-Georgia line, right?
0: Yeah, because we had played that movie theater that was converted into— that was the night we played that movie theater that was converted into a, a club, and um, what was the guy's name? the The DJ at uh, the radio station, and uh, was it Pensacola or Panama City? Something where he invited us back to this house party, and there were a bunch of like uh, college jock dudes that were there, and they were making fun of us the whole time, and we're just like, <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> Oh, his name was Yuck Mouth. That was the guy's name. <laughs> you don't remember? I remember the name, but I can't remember. I don't remember the guy. I mean, I think just
1: the next day was just a, a, a the 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 tour ride from hell. So I think that just like precedes all other memories.
0: Because I think he called himself Yuck Mouth, but then when we it was, it was like the second time we had met him. And Steve couldn't remember his name. And the guy had, like, messed up teeth. And that's why they called him Yuck Mouth. And, <laughs> and Steve turned around. And, and the guy was introducing himself to Steve. And Steve's like, what's up, sweet tooth? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um,
1: But I just remember that next day. So we're driving from... From Florida into Georgia, and we break down somewhere in the middle of fucking nowhere. I yeah, mean, it's it was like a good somewhere in between. It was either sides.
0: I'm pretty sure it was Pensacola that we played, and then we went straight north to to mm. head towards Atlanta, and we were in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, and I mean, legitimately swamp on both sides. Well, all of a sudden, now keep in mind I'm, it's
0: the middle of summer too, so it's yeah. like a hundred and five degrees outside.
1: So we're we're in like a what nine? It wasn't a fifteen passenger van. No, it was yet. just it was a regular like an eight
0: nine passenger van.
1: Yes. But I remember I'm laying down across the walkway. I'm sleeping on the floor, and all of a sudden I just wake up and I'm just like, God damn, the bottom of this van is fucking hot. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, I wake up and I like, sweat is just pouring off of me. And as I'm saying that, either Steve or somebody's just like. What the fuck? And the <laughs> van just shits right then and there. The van just fucking shits the bed.
0: Yo, oh yeah, just like black oily smoke just starts billowing out of the, the the hood over you couldn't even see out the windshield. It was so yeah. smoky.
1: So we get out, so we go outside and it's just as fucking hot as in inside the van. And finally, so what it was was it was all the guys it was the guys in the band plus me. So there were six of us. And then up ahead was, we had, we kind of called them like tour parents, yeah. Mike Quayle and, <laughs> and Missy. They, you know, they were helping us start out and getting our feet wet with this because, you know, this was our first time in the touring and Quayle had had some experience with it. So he was, you know, helping us out with yeah, some what they were that doing stuff.
0: was they would, they, they, he had his own, what was that car he drove? Um, it was a
1: Ford that you talking about the Explorer Sport. Yeah, the Ford
0: Explorer Sport. He had a Ford Explorer Sport, and he would go ahead of us uh, to the venue, get the venue, get ready for us to get there, and everything would be taken care of by the time we get there. Then we leave, go to the next venue. He hauls ass ahead of us and get you know would get there like an hour or two before us, have everything set up. He was right. he was sort of our. He was technically our road <laughs> manager at first, but then once Brasso came into the picture, they, poor Michael Quayle got pushed out of the way, and then Brasso pretty much just didn't do anything but steal our money. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the one day that
0: Quayle and Missy
1: jumping in front of us bit us in the ass because yeah. you know we break down and we're, we're pressed hard for signal. So we, so one of us can finally make a call and we tell them like, Hey guys, like we're broke down. You got to come back and get us some, I think Mike and Steve went and found a mile marker and told yeah. them where we were at. So we, so then they had to find an exit to turn around and come back and find us.
0: And they were like an hour, hour and a half ahead of us. At least. So in the meantime,
1: we get highway patrol that stops. Yeah. <laughs> and they just want to assess the situation and make sure that, you know, like nobody's dead and everybody's good. Meantime, it's getting hotter. It's still summertime. And the mosquitoes are out full fucking fledge.
0: Well, we could still run the, the engine and the air conditioner for like another we ran it for like another twenty minutes before it finally gave out. Yeah. And, and then so, after that it was just we were on our own. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> It was bad. And so, you know, with the troopers, they come along, we explain our story to them. And, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, band, cool. They, you know, we talked to them a little bit. I think Mikey even ended up giving them a CD because we were so fucking worried because damn near all of us were holding (laughs) in the goddamn van. And the last thing we wanted them to do was, hey, you guys need a hand. Let's take a look inside.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: So we're all taking pictures. Or, you know, like the cops wanted to get pictures and we were doing a couple funny ones of them frisking
0: us and yeah, all. I still have those pictures.
1: Yeah, and then Jared points and he's just like, oh yeah, frisk that one. And he's pointing to one of us that's fucking holding.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: But luckily, but they were cool, though. Like they, yeah, he, thankfully, he had heard, no
1: one gets popped with possession. You know, Clay he had heard of us, and, us and, you know, he took like pictures four.
0: with us and everything, and um, that was where, this, this was also where uh, Mikey stripped down naked and decided to run down the highway, and yes. then the, the old man on the tractor was coming the other way. <laughs> Didn't want to look, because there's Mikey just jogging down the street with his dangle hanging out. <laughs> And so by yeah, the time not- Quail gets back to us, and luckily we we kept the cooler in the van that was full of ice and drinks and stuff, so yeah. we were able to take like rags and old and like shirts and like dip it in the cold like icy water and like wrap it around our heads because not only was it hot, but it was like there was not a cloud in the sky, uh-uh. there was nothing but a hills on the either side of us, and as far as you could see, on in either direction. And there was no traffic, like nothing. There were no road signs, nothing. And there were mosquitoes aplenty.
1: Yeah, oh my God, everywhere. So Quail picks us up. We load the trailer onto, now mind you, this is a a four-cylinder, two-door Ford Explorer Sport that is already housing two people. Now they have to accommodate six more people. So me and Lenny being the skinniest ones are pressed all the way up to the back, like up against the back window. <laughs> I have maybe I'm, I'm sitting like half Indian style, half like knees to chest. Yeah. And I just remember kind of like falling asleep and then just waking up again, covered in sweat I got the sun beaming on me from the glass. I just opened my other eye. It was like a good quail is just looking at me from the rearview mirror, just laughing his ass
0: off. It was like a good four-hour drive to get to where we were going, and then it took us
1: longer because remember they couldn't go fast enough because otherwise the engine would (laughs) overheat. We could only
0: do like sixty miles an hour.
1: (laughs) So here we are thinking we're going to play Atlanta, and this is where this is the beautiful thing. We pass Atlanta. We drive an hour past Atlanta to a little place called Conyers. And this is where we, this is where we dubbed the show playing on the pallet because that's where we played at the yeah. legitimate red
0: fucking lobster. Almost. I, I tell this story to people too. Like it was literally, we get there. We think it's going it, to, because we're supposed to be doing uh, something for a record company. Like it was like this big citywide thing with like record labels and all this stuff. And we, we, and we get to this venue and we're th- we think it's going to be like a rock club. It's a fucking restaurant, like an, app- restaurant. Like an Applebee's. I'm like, yeah. you realize we're a rock band and there's like people in here with their children eating like, you know, uh, chicken wings and mozzarella sticks
1: like that. Well, at least they had the decency to, to, to set us up by the bar
0: <laughs> on a <Yeah>, pallet but- <laughs> that was barely bigger than my drum set
1: yeah and legitimately the stage was three fucking pallets put together you had one pallet in the back for J-Bob and the drums and then two pallets put together for, for all four other guys
0: and they didn't even feed us no <laughs> this, it was literally like you finish a song and then you hear table seven <laughs> <laughs> your pot stickers are ready table seven <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kind of vibe. Like it was table like table forty three needs tartar sauce. <laughs> like it was legit. Like like an off like an off brand Applebee's that we played in. Oh,
1: it was. I mean, and the thing was was like it was. I mean, I can still remember pulling up to. I mean, we had already been on like a desolate road with no lights, and then we just like pull in, and it's just. Like you said, just like a fucking Applebee's or just like Chili's, red lobster, and it's just, you just hear fucking crickets.
0: <laughs> and we're just like, we're literally, we're sitting there playing and there's like families in there eating. And now, they're like, why are you playing loud ass music at us <laughs> right now?
1: And not to mention, we all smell like shit. Oh, We yeah. all look
0: like shit because we
1: legitimately had enough time. To not go to the hotel room, but to get to the <laughs> fucking
0: venue to to do setup and sound check. And we're all dehydrated. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Ready. Me to and die. Lenny had
1: me and Lenny had fucking half of a tan on our face. <laughs> we looked like fucking Harvey Dent.
0: <laughs> See, I was smart enough to sit in the second seat right behind the. Uh, in the middle right behind the two front seats. So I had, I had perfect air conditioning blasting right at me the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a choice. That was the skinniest and the youngest. I was fucking cannon fodder. I was the help. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Those were fun times. Do you remember the show
1: in Jackson and the apartment that would, so we played a show in Jackson and instead of getting a hotel, my mom worked for an office furniture installation company and they had an apartment in Jackson mm-hmm. and we ended up doing the gig. And then we all went back to the hotel. They we all went back to the apartment and proceeded to have a fucking hotel party.
0: I don't remember this at all. That,
1: oh, you were there. <laughs> You fucking were there, and I remember you designated a room the sleeping room. Because <laughs> it was like a four-bedroom apartment, and you just, like, walked in. You fucking power-stepped it. You looked around, and you found the one furthest away from the living room, threw your shit down, and goes, sleeping room. And walked right <laughs> the fuck back out. But that, that was the night where – I don't remember where we were playing – but it was those young girls like they obviously were 18, but when I say young, they were like 18, 19. But they came back to the apartment with us, and not only that
0: now when you but, say that, keep in mind we were all in our early twenties. <laughs> this yes. point, mid early to mid-20s.
1: Yeah. I was the I was the closest one to their
0: age. We're not the forty-five we weren't the forty-five year old men. No, are, no. Right everybody
1: <laughs> everybody had at least a two in their number for the age. They were in the twenty decade. Um but I remember there was this girl that was obsessed with Lenny and his chick at the time, and she ended up like living in the same apartment complex. And it was that was just a whole nother weird that's weird situation because <laughs> I ended up knowing her through proxy by this girl that I was seeing when we played. I brought her to the Hatties. I don't know if you remember the Hattiesburg show on Valentine's Day um, where we stayed with. Um, it was Jared's friend's college house. I remember
0: that. I remember that because I remember that house was awesome. It was. It's like an old antebellum, like house built in the eighteen hundreds. So it's like it's one of those houses where you walk in and there's like the central hub hallway in the middle, and off to the sides are all the bedrooms. And as you and if you go all the way to the end is the kitchen.
1: Yeah. I slept in the room with all the Predator action figures packed
0: to the wall. (laughs) I don't remember where I slept that night, but I do remember uh, everywhere we went, I always designated a sleeping room, which was farthest away from everything as I could get. (laughs) Because I needed my sleep, man, dude. I did the most uh, physical stuff. Yeah, the drummer needed to sleep. Yeah, man, I was the most physical one in the band. (laughs) The drummer
1: got the help and the drummer got the sleep.
0: Plus, I had to drive most of the time, so I needed all the sleep I could get. That's true. I didn't have the, the luxury of having my license re- uh suspended, suspended. <laughs> like everybody else in the fucking band did.
1: <laughs> I was too young to have it suspended I was I was fresh. <laughs> but the Jackson show, I don't know if you remember, but God it was so it was getting towards the end of the night, and there was these two these two girls, so I'm hitting on one of them, and Mikey just fucking swoops in. Son of a bitch! He swoops in <laughs> and starts and starts hitting on her. Next thing I know, this motherfucker's laying down on the fucking living room, shirtless, with that, with a, asking for a fucking massage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, wow!
1: And I, I just remember. So at this point, we're like calling it a night. I think Steve was like hooking up with the other friend. So I was just like, "All right, this is a lost cause." So I go in, so I, I call it a night and I just remember on the way out, I guess Mikey had talked her into like massaging lower or something. And I guess he started popping a chub or something and and he was just like, Oh, you can massage it if you want to.
0: (laughs) What a pickup line.
1: (laughs) And then the next day, I just remember we're driving somewhere and we're in, We're going over a body of water, and it's called the Chunky River.
0: Oh. <laughs> and I just
1: look over at Mikey. Because, I mean, she wasn't a big, big girl, but...
0: We, we can't go there. We can't go there on the show. <laughs> girl, stick.
1: <laughs> but I just look over at Mikey, and I was just like, reminiscing about last night? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> I do want to talk uh, before we run out of time tonight. We have to talk about the Big Dog Fest. Oh, yeah. Because big I, dog I, fest. that was the, the night that um, it, I met the singer for... Um, oh, shit. What's their name? They're in a lot of trouble now because the singer's all, like, super right-wing and, like, pissed everybody off. Um Trapped. I met the singer for Trapped backstage and he was such a dick to me that me, I think I'm, I'm, you might've been there, but it was definitely me and Lenny broke into their, um, their uh, backstage room area and stole all of the stuff out of their, their, their room, <laughs> everything. And then I think it who, I don't know who else it was broke into their trailer and was watching DVDs when they came in and they're like, the fuck are you guys doing in here like watching tv (laughs) i will i i i the statute
1: of limitation has passed yes i was involved in the first part i know who was involved in the second part okay (laughs) and if you've known any of us for more than five minutes we're all thinking the same name yeah
0: (laughs) But yeah, we went into their uh, we went into their dressing room and just literally stole everything. everything.
1: <laughs> like, because remember, that was when that was when um, we were all standing there, and you were telling us about that. And I had seen them before live somewhere, and I was like, "Hey guys, when they pl- they're gonna play this song, this song, and this song, and then when they play this song, this is what the lead singer is gonna do." I had their set nailed; <laughs> like their set did not change. It was like fucking clockwork. And Lenny was just like, Holy shit, this fucking sucks. <laughs>
0: and I
1: think that's when you had the idea where it's just like, We should fuck with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't appreciate somebody being a dick to me because they think they're, you know, they're better than me. I'm like, dude, you have one song hit right. on the radio right now. You're not fucking Mick Jagger asshole. Yeah. So you fuck with me and I'm gonna fuck with you back.
1: And he brought the army.
0: Yeah. And so but, we got to stay. They had a dressing room, like, in the venue. We got to have... It was an, amphithe- it was
1: an amphitheater. Yeah, it
0: was this huge amphitheater in... Um, uh, oh, God damn it. It's...
1: Beaumont?
0: Beaumont, Texas. Yeah.
1: They fucking loved yeah, us in did. Beaumont. Yeah, they did.
0: We got to have a big-ass um, RV in the back to stay in for the festival. And, oh, my God, we ruined that fucking RV. Because it, it was like a loaner. Because it, one of the sponsors yeah. for the for the Big Dog Fest was, like, this RV place in Beaumont. And they loaned the RVs for, like, some of the bands to be in. Like, I think we had one. I think uh, Kid Rock had one. And uh, I don't remember who else was one of the bigger bands that played. But we got to have our own RV. And remember, Man. at
1: one point, I had brought the the video camera to document Yes, we need and this. And then at one point, like, once the shenanigans got too far, it was like, all right, like, hey, you, you don't need, need to erase the tape, but you need to stop fucking filming.
0: You need to digitize some of that stuff and send it to me so I can make some videos to Dude, put up on Mikey YouTube. Mikey has
1: been asking for that tape for years. I can't find it. Oh,
0: you got to. You have to find it. I'm willing you <laughs> to find it. Because, I wish I, I wish I could, but I mean the other I'm, person who archived our road stuff, who who I will call, uh, his name rhymes with Barry Gaines, <laughs> <laughs> who threatened to shoot me if he ever sees me in person again, has our stuff and said that he will not give it to me. He'd rather burn it before giving to, giving it to me. So that's what I have to deal with with him, but. Wow we had the, the the trailer um the rv and we were living it up man dude we were in there just like partying drinking just having a good old time we'd go hang out with some of the other bands you know like kid rock was there like some other bunch of bands were there for that time i think uh, crossfade was there we hung out with them <sighs> cuz we'd played with them a few times Um,
1: And the thing was, is we had pulled in at like 11 o'clock at night.
0: Yeah, we were. And they were still.
1: Yeah, we thought it was going to
0: be a quiet
1: night. You know, we thought we had to be quiet and everything. And no, it was it was jumping.
0: Yeah. And we get there, get get in the RV. And of course, I go to the back where the bed is. I'm like mine. (laughs) Claim it. And so me and Guder, Guter talked me into staying in the bed with me. It was like a big queen size bed, and I don't mind sleeping with with Guder. I'm like, yeah, you can come on back here and and have a good night with me. And everybody's still partying up front back to in back, the baby. RV, back to back. And uh, we get in the bed, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. You know, screw everybody. I've been drinking, like I'm ready to go to bed. And so we we're sleeping, and I, I doze off, and then later on, everything starts to calm down. You know, a few hours later. And there's this wooden um like accordion style door to that separates the bedroom from the rest of the RV. And I'm laying there and I, I hear it start to jiggle and it wakes me up. <laughs> and then I see like light start to crack in and come inside the bedroom. And then I, I'm I don't open my eyes, but I just open like my one of my eyes just, just enough to where I could see a shadowy figure. Like cartoon style sneaking into the room and I immediately know who it is. I'm like, fucking Mikey. He wants my pillow. (laughs) And he comes in and I'm still sitting there. I got my eye kind of open. I'm watching him. He reaches over and he like lifts up your head. And like pulls the 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 pillow out from under your head and then like puts your head back down with a thump too. And I don't know how you woke up. You didn't wake up. It was like thump, your head went down. And then I see his arm reach over from my pillow. Soon as his hand hits it. I'm like a like a ninja. I just like and I grab his arm. <laughs> he freaks out and he's like, It's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool. I'm like, don't touch my fucking pillow. He's like, "It's cool, man. It's cool." I'll go. I'll go. And then he like slithers out of the room. <laughs> I'm like, "Get <"Kept> my <laughs> pillow, bitch. Get your own pillow."
1: <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know any of that. It's probably smart that you got the inside towards the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we also somebody was uh had, had procured some Marijuana for the night, the the night's festivities, and we go. I step, and the morning we get a knock on the door of the RV, and it's one of the other. I think it might have been one of the security guards back there, but they open the door, and he's like holding a bag of weed, and he goes, "This one of you guys?" (laughs) Like. Uh no man I don't know who that belongs to he's like dude I don't care just don't leave it outside because we had a bunch of chairs set up outside we were partying and like we walk outside and like our little party area like where the, like we had the cooler and we had uh, the chairs in a circle dude there's just like cigarette butts and like beer it cans like just disappeared and, it, it looked like like a like a party like a bunch of bums at a <laughs> party <laughs> outside. And we look, like, everything else is pristine, like, around everybody else's RV is, like, pristine. We look like we're just a bunch of, like, hillbillies, (laughs) like, just got done partying.
1: Yeah, they're just looking. They're just like, all right, the Mississippi boys are, yep,
0: right there. Uh, It was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was a a good show. Yeah, so the night before we start we walk onto the stage, you know, just to kind of get like a quiet look, just like, you know, like the calm before the storm and we're all out there and somebody's got to (laughs) pee. And they, (laughs) and they walk over to 12 o'clock on the stage, dead center
0: takes a leap. and
1: then just start proceeding to piss right there on the stage. And we all laugh and have a good time and continue to drink and smoke. And, Man, the next day we're getting there, you know, we we wake up and after all that, and we walk into the amphitheater and we're watching. um, Oh, who was it? Was it Kid Rocks Tech?
0: I don't remember.
1: I can't remember whose it was. I think it was, but I mean, he's down there rigging up some wires and all this (laughs) stuff. And I mean, this guy's face is about three Uh... inches away. From art
0: uh, from someone's dried up piss. <laughs> Let me mark the time on that so I can go uh, squeak, <laughs> scratch we'll the little beep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn, man, looking at this list, if we're running out of time, we might yeah. actually actually we might actually just once um, have room for an ep- for another episode. Awesome. I'm down for that. Me too.
0: Yeah, I love talking about this stuff because I don't get to talk about it with anybody. Because, like, a lot of times, you know, I have a pretty good memory and I used to try to keep journals and stuff. And I used to have an online journal where I kept track of stuff. But a lot of this stuff, I just don't remember because there was just so much of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if we were to all kind of sit down in one room, I think we could piece together a lot more of it because... Because I would love to write a
0: book. I've been meaning to write a book for years about this whole experience, and the only reason I haven't done it is because there's so many holes in my memory, and I remember things that weren't, like, at, at the wrong times and things like that, and I just need other input to, like, put stuff in the correct time period.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, because there's things that, you know, like when when I catch up with Mikey, you know, like I'll, you know, like oh, remember this? And he, I mean, with my, with Mikey, you know, love him to death. You know, he'll tell you he his memory isn't that great from those years ago. But man, it's <laughs> t- telling, you know, like retelling these stories. It's like telling him for the first time, and I fucking love, I, I love it, you know. And he's actually had a couple that I didn't remember, but a lot of the time, you know, it's it's me reminding. It's like you've been reminding me of some, and I thought I had a good memory of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just kind of we could definitely help each other out with with trying to remember the time, like when stuff happened, like where and when. Because one of the things I did want to talk about here before we go is one of the greatest memories I have of being on the road was playing the Lloyd Noble Center, I think, uh, in uh, Oklahoma City, and I know it's probably not the Lloyd Noble Center now it's probably something different but it's like a it's where the Oklahoma Sooners play and it seats like 14,000 I think 13 or 14,000 and we opened up for three doors and it was packed it was a sold out show and we get there and Steve does his and <laughs> we had to back the the trailer and the the van down this long underground tunnel and luckily Steve was a master of backing yeah. that trailer up because there's no way I could have gotten that thing all the way down in there because like they they back like eighteen wheelers up down in there, um, so we go and um, we're uh you know we're back and we get down in there and like we get our own uh, room like our own dressing room and there's just like stacked with Little Caesars pizzas and sandwich <laughs> trays and coolers full of water fed all month (laughs) and not only that but they also had three doors down had their own chefs that they had that they made a buffet for them every single night and we went back there and like they have their own like you know hibachi chef and sushi chef and we're just like just eating everything in sight like just as much as you could eat as much as you wanted to eat and you know we had dinner with them, and just like they're like, get whatever you want. I think I had some sushi, like sushi, and like you know they had like um, like like salads and just a whole buffet of stuff. To I eat. mean, it was real grilled chicken breast, yeah, like, like frozen, making shit. it right I there mean, in front was... of you, just like oh my god, this is like this is the life. Like you guys have like hit the the life lottery right now, <laughs> and like <laughs> we play the show and. You know, we, we set up and do a sound check, and it's, like, the biggest stage we've ever been on up at that point. And we, we get there, and the show's about to start. You know, we're backstage, and, like, as the people start piling in, like, we're down in the locker room area. And, like, you can just hear the crowd. Like, there's so many people. And I'm just starting to get nervous, man. I'm like, this is going to be so many fucking people. And we get, they, 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 you know, they send their little text down like the stage hands to come back there. You got their little, you know, little headsets on and everything they're like, all right guys, time to go. Yeah. <laughs> they come back and they get us and they like, we got security around us going up to the stage. We're like on the side of the stage and I can't quite see around the curtain to see how many people are there. But it's just like, it's just like energy in the air. Just like all you hear is just, I mean, you, we legitimately, felt it and you can feel
1: the people rumbling
0: inside of you. And they're like, all right, five minutes, guys. And we're sitting there waiting and uh, we're waiting. We're right there, right back behind the stage. And all of a sudden the whole, the, the lights go out in the place And it just erupts, just, and you hear the guy announce, uh, you know, coming up to the stage, fall as well. It's just like, like, just, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I have to walk out on this fucking stage right now. Like I have to get pushed. (laughs) He goes, I'm the first one out on stage. And like, I walk out and I just see, just a sea, an ocean of people. And I like, I just took it all in for a second and I just threw up the devil horns and just like, <laughs> all I saw was fists going in the air. And I was like, oh my God, this is the most awesome moment of my life. And so we play the show and I, I don't hardly remember anything from the show. Cause it was just pure. I'm sure we played every song at like, you know, 140 beats per minute. It was just like speed metal oh, yeah. through the whole thing. Cause we were at a 30 minute set. And I remember as soon as we we hit that last note, crowd goes crazy. Mikey jumps off the side of the stage and immediately vomits. Because just from (laughs) nerves and just like the adrenaline, just like, he just yaks all over the side of the stage. And like, I get off the side of the stage and I'm just like, man, I don't think I'm ever going to feel anything like that ever again in my life. And I have... Not to that level, but nothing like that has ever been that crazy in my life.
1: (laughs) That's pretty cool. It's kind of funny because, yeah, you're setting up this huge, like, beautiful crescendo of a moment playing in front of 14,000 people, and just that moment of you made it. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, before the show started like that long driveway that Steve reversed down into. I still remember it. Like I'm talking to you right now. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here um, talking on the phone on my cell phone. And Todd just comes over to me and hands me a fucking Blackberry. (laughs) And I got one of the imprint record Blackberries. Yeah. And it was just like, I just heard the angels and you know, it's just like, it just lights up gold and my eyes just well up, and it's just like holy
0: fuck. And it was one of the big fat blackberries at the time too, like big it was, as a
1: motherfucker. But I didn't give a
0: <laughs> shit. I was showing everybody. Was, just
1: be like, hey, you want you want me to call you on the blackberry? It was top of the to line
0: at the time, man. Because we didn't have that was like that was the iPhone thirteen of its day. Yes, you know?
1: and there was only two for imprint records. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: had one of them because <laughs> you were the one of the more responsible ones. They let me have one for a while, but I was like, I don't want this thing. It's too much responsibility. <laughs> that <thing was> bulky <laughs> as shit. Yeah. And the it only other uh, time I remember having, you know, not nerves, and the crowd wasn't nearly as big. But when we played with three doors <laughs> in Birmingham, and Breaking Benjamin was uh, it was us break it was Ill Break then us then Breaking Benjamin. And three doors down, and I remember hanging backstage and it was was it me, you and Lenny, or just me and Lenny, but I hung out with the drummer for Breaking Benjamin for just hours backstage, just talking about music and drums, and just like just hanging out it was so cool well, that was kind of like the cool thing about
1: about me with you know just like being the help and just you know like being the gopher and all that shit was you know I had. I was able, I was just like, float. I was like floating around, you know, I would always find out what you and Lenny were doing, and I would always balance that out with what Mikey and Steve were, you know, it was like, you guys were the were the angels on my shoulder, and then I would walk over to the other shoulder, and there was Mikey and Steve with the drinks and the shots and all that shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: you know, it was like, I would have a good balance, and then when you yeah. guys would call it a night, it was just full-blown fuck-all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never wanted to stay up and party with those guys because whenever good things never happened after a certain point in the night. Like I woke up, we'll save some of these stories for the next time, but I have to tell the story of being in where the, one of the few times, like one of the reasons that I asked for a separate hotel room is because there was a night that we all had to stay in the same hotel I'm sleeping in one of the beds. There's two there's a room with two beds and I'm on the edge of one of the beds sleeping. And I wake up to those two behemoths <laughs> fist fighting one another right above me and they fall on top of me while I'm sleeping. Like and when I say fist fighting, I mean they're like fucking fist
1: fighting. Like
0: serious like uh like in the octagon beating the fucking shit out of one yeah. another.
1: I mean, it's like two fucking like silverback gorillas yeah. fighting and, and over. You a piece can't of stop it.
0: I'm not, you no. know, I, at the time I was like 165 pounds. I, I'm not stopping those two.
1: It well, It happened. It happened again one night, uh, just real quick um, at Jen and Todd's wedding. Um, <laughs> so we're all at Jen and Todd's wedding and we go to leave and I follow them to a gas station Well, I can't remember who it was, but someone's sister was driving Steve's truck when he had the neon green Ford Ranger before the before the Dodge. And it was just the regular. So it was a bench seat. It was the girl driving. I think her name was Jennifer and Mikey and Steve. It was middle and window. And I'm sitting. I had a perfect view of it because I'm sitting in my car. And all of a sudden, they're sitting here talking shit to each other, and they're just throwing fists in a little fucking Ford (laughs) Ranger. And all of a sudden, you just see, like, a little spatter of blood hit the back window.
0: And this wasn't, like, an isolated—these weren't isolated incidents. This was all the time. All the time. Just beating the shit out of one another.
1: And a lot of the time, it was Steve getting so belligerent that the only way that he could be stopped would— Mikey would have to go to that place and be like, Steve— I'm going to have to fucking fight you and I will kick your ass and Steve calling him out and Mikey like them two going at it which usually ended in Mikey pinning him down until Steve was laughing hysterically and damn near pissed himself well
0: we're going to leave on this the next time we come back we'll talk about that Birmingham show and what happened beforehand and Mikey stuffing and inebriated Steve into the van upside down into the passenger seat <laughs>
1: We're going to talk about meeting the greatest band of all time, Morris Day and the Motherfucking Time. Oh
0: yeah, we got to talk about that. Well, that was another one of the greatest nights of my life. Oh man, we were out there doing the Dirty Bird. We were doing it all, man.
1: Hit me with the drumstick Jerome.
0: <laughs> Come on, Jerome. Oh my god, that was I I almost forgot about that. That was so freaking cool. We got we played a festival with Morris Day and the Time and it was like I can go to my grave saying like I played with more and da- more day in the time and it, yep. like who how many people get to say that
1: and i'm going to leave my first interaction with them as the cliffhanger for the yes. next episode
0: before we go jacob says dude i'm so fucking sorry I took a nap and my no- alarm never went off and i said it's okay we're recording lol and he says by all means do it without me i can't believe i fucking did that so we now we have to give jacob some shit for missing the show and sleeping, <laughs> I
1: think I think that I should be able to get a free tase because he bailed on me.
0: <laughs> so you hear that, everybody, uh, all the patrons that get to hear this, you know, uh, a week before everybody else, um, go start, you know, pegging Jacob on uh, uh, Twitter <laughs> and Facebook and calling him an asshole. I got an idea.
1: <laughs> got an idea. The next fall is great. Falls from grace show. October or August thirteenth. Mm-hmm. If I can make it work and we get enough votes, I'm gonna tase Jacob
0: <laughs> in person. <laughs> I will be there. That's awesome. I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we'll talk about when you're gonna come back again. We'll probably do it in uh, maybe July and uh, we'll keep this little little train rolling here, reliving memories of the glory days of fall as well. And, Definitely. Uh, so, where can everybody find you on the internet? I know you're not very active these days, yeah, but if you want to follow, uh, still,
1: still on the same handles, um, pretty much. Uh, other well, Facebook is my government name, but uh, everywhere <laughs> else you can find me at Jay Guder. Um, so, yeah, come find me. I still don't post a lot, but you know, I can. I'm still working on it, guys.
0: Nah, right. <laughs> but we'll have him back again and let me play a little music here if I can if I can find it where's my, my thing out here here we go if you want to and you want to send us an email send it over to openmikerspodcast at gmail.com you can go straight to our Patreon at openmicers.com it takes you straight to our Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month you get stuff like this way earlier than everybody else you get an extra episode every month And it keeps the lights on here at the show. And we will see you guys next week.